0: So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Welcome to the It Is Thought podcast. This is episode 199 for the 10th of Sivan in a year. So on the 27th of September in the year 1905, Albert Einstein published a paper entitled, Does the Inertia of a Body Depend Upon Its Energy Contents? And in this paper, Albert Einstein basically described the idea of how mass and energy are interchangeable, otherwise known as E equals mc squared. So subsequently, throughout many years that followed, there's been the discovery of quantum mechanics and through quantum mechanics, we've come to understand just how true this idea of E equals mc squared, the interchangeability of mass and energy really is. So while in many ways, quantum mechanics actually appeared at first to be at odds with many of Einstein's discoveries and presented a lot of challenges to them, in this aspect, they really did match up. And in fact, quantum mechanics really presented this idea in a much deeper way. So I had a previous episode quite a while back where I talked about the double slit experiment, which if anybody wants to go back and dig dig up any of my uh, old podcasts about that, you can try to find it, in which I really tried to, to the best of my ability to describe the, uh, the way that quantum mechanics really showed the interchangeability of wave and particle and how light is neither strictly a wave, neither strictly a particle, and it really depends on our perception. So that's a very cool idea. But today we're going to focus on another aspect of quantum mechanics and another aspect of this idea of physics in general and our reality, namely this idea that the reality that we see around us is much less tangible real much much less substantial quote-unquote than it appears to be at first glance there's a really good article that I discovered uh from business insider actually which I think I'll I'll publish in um which I think I'll I'll link to you in the show notes perhaps and um and you can read about it it talks it's entitled 99.9999999% of your body is empty space And, uh, and it, yeah, and it basically just tries to explain this really crazy mind blowing idea about how our, if we really, you really break it down to the fundamental makeup of who we are and what our world is, it's really made up for the most part of electrons, which are really just empty space and how the one example, for example, what one one aspect of this, for example, that the that the article brings is that atoms. We know that they they have a nuclei, which is like the center of the atom, and they these nuclei are a hundred thousand times smaller than the atoms that they're housed in. So, to bring that into some context, as is written in the article, if the nucleus were the size were the size of a peanut, the atom would be about the size of a baseball stadium. And so like if we lost all of the space in us, each of us would be able to fit into a particle of dust and the entire human species would fit into the volume of a sugar cube. So this is pretty, pretty crazy. And the article gets into this a little bit more in detail. And it also talks about how one way to understand this, because When it comes, push comes to shove, we do feel like we're here. We do feel very much alive and tangible. And the author of the article likens this to the idea of a fan, where like if a fan is blowing really, really fast, Even though much of the fan is also empty space and the blades are only like a portion of the fan, nevertheless, we all know that it's really dangerous to put your finger in that fan because you most probably, God forbid, will get hurt by the blade. So we can kind of think of like the blades as being all around the fan, even though they really in reality are only making up a portion of the fan because of the fast momentum and the fast movements of the fan, then it's as if those blades are there entirely. So to the point that if we really pictured a fan that was moving fast enough, which is really kind of how we can think of our atoms that are spinning and rotating, then you could have very few blades and very small blades, and it would still have the same effect if the momentum were high enough. So this is the idea of E equals MC squared, of the idea that energy, enough energy, enough movement, really does create something which we think of as matter, some kind of tangibleness. So this is all by way of introduction to lead us into what, we're, what it is that we're going to be learning today, which is this whole idea on a spiritual level, which takes it even to the next level, and which follows what it is that we've been learning about the nature of our reality. And that the nature of our reality is, again, according to Hasidus, not what it looks like on first glance. And this is where I think that science is sort of starting to match up on some level with what Hasidus teaches us. And we talked about how, according to Hasidus, this fundamental, the fundamental makeup of reality is it takes it beyond even the atomic and the subatomic level, and even further than that into the actual spiritual makeup of it all, which is the letters of speech the letters of God's speech, which again, interestingly enough, is if you think about what is speech, speech is nothing other than vibration, which in another sense can be thought of as energy or movement. So once again, I feel like there's a parallel there, which maybe those of you who might know a little bit more about physics or about the subject might be able to appreciate even further. So Today, we're beginning a new chapter, chapter three of this book, Shar HaYochad Ve'amunah. And so let's get straight into the text and see how the altar Abba explains this very profound idea about how it is that our our world, the, the world that we live in, is really hanging by such a thin thread. And that thin thread really is the speech of God, which is something that we started began talking about in the previous few episodes as well. So, the altar epic begins this chapter, and he says that after learning about these things that we've been talking about and this truth, every person who really thinks about this will really understand how every single creation and every single yesh, like every single something in the world, is really considered like not enough and nothing, truly, in comparison to the activating force, the kochapol in Hebrew, and the spirit of God's mouth, which is being activated in this being and it's bringing this being always from something into from nothing into something always so we talked about this yesterday how like god is it wasn't just a one-time event ex nilo but it's something that's continuously and perpetually happening happening at all times and so how is it, the Altaraba asks, that these creations appear to us as being actual things and actual somethingness? They feel, they seem very tangible. This is because we don't understand and we don't see with our eyes, with our eyes of flesh, this power of God and the spirit of his mouth in creation. But if we were being given permission to see this, if it was given to the permission to the eye to see and to understand the vitality and the spirituality that's found in every single creature being that comes from the god's mouth and from the spirit of his mouth then the physicality and the materiality of this created being would not be seen to us at all like it would it would vanish from our existence because it would be bottle boom so it would it would be nullified in its source truly in relation to the vitality and the spirituality that's found within it because without this spirituality, this spirituality is what's it's what's sustaining it. So without this spirituality, then it would be really not a nothingness, just like it was before the six days of creation, truly. So it's not only that it would cease existing right now, it would be as if it never existed ever. And the spirituality that is drawn into it, which comes from this the, what comes out of God's mouth from the speech of God's mouth and the, and the spirit of his mouth is the only thing that is constantly bringing it into being from nothingness and not and like emptiness into something substantial, into a true existence. And thus, without this, the spirit of God's mouth, it truly is nothing without him, truly. So that's the end of the section. So just to summarize and conclude... So again, so, and again, I don't want to make like such a, a a hard parallel because I don't want to say that, like, this is maybe just something I want to make clear is I don't want to say that like God's speech are the electrons. I don't, I, that's not what I'm saying because as much as science can be an interesting way that can help be helpful for us to understand these ideas. And I do really believe that, it seems as if science is moving in the direction of coming closer to being in line with Torah. Nevertheless, we have to understand that science is limited in in its scope. And it's not, And as much as science does tend to point towards a lot of our understanding and help us understand the universe around us, it is man-made and it is uh, thus flawed. So if we really, really want to understand true truth, really the starting point and the origin that all needs to be Torah. And so... In conclusion to all of this, so we started off today talking about this idea of the electrons and talking about this idea of how in quantum mechanics, it's really been demonstrated how interchangeable matter and energy really are and how our, the universe around us, even according to our perceivable scientific research-based eyes, we re- really can see this very flimsy, the very flimsy nature of our existence. And then in today we learn this from a Torah perspective, from a Chabad chassadist perspective about how it is that truly what this true flimsiness of reality, what it is that's really at the basis of reality is nothing other than God's speech, than the spirit of God's mouth. And, and that this is the true reality all around us. It's not the... It's not what we think it is. It's not like we're not as the the things around us, the the physical reality around us, it doesn't have an inherent existence of its own. What's keeping it alive is God's speech constantly and perpetually at all times. And thus, if God's speech were to vanish, God forbid, from any one of these things in the world, the thing would totally and utterly cease to exist and it would be as if it never existed ever at any time because its entire existence and its entire um, what's keeping it alive and what's keeping it in reality is god's speech so this is where we'll leave off today and tomorrow we'll go into this a little bit further and we'll try to understand this a little bit deeper through the analogy of looking at the sun and seeing how the sun relates to its rays so stay tuned for that and i will speak to you then thanks for listening to the it is top podcast hosted by sarid switzer